broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Let's buckle up for a Fast and Furious Friday. You know how we get down around here. Very excited to be with you for the next three hours. Damon Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio this afternoon as I got a little ESPN national gig to do following the show. So got to be strategic with where I'm at. So here I am at the house and Damon is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down in a fantastic way as he always does. And we got a lot to get to coming up on today's show and we always have a lot of things planned coming into the show and then all of a sudden we got to be able to be on a keep our head on a swivel and have the opportunity to change up plans if so be it. And so there's been a couple of uh, news and notes that have just trickled out in the last like 20 25 minutes that have to do with the Raiders. So we'll get to that, but let me go ahead and jump into the guests that we have coming up on the show. As a matter of fact, we just added another guest coming up at 210. He's going to actually uh, start us off with the opening drive. That's Vinny Bonsignor. And I know Vinny joined the show yesterday at 230 uh, from the morning tailgate and also the RJ. But with the news that have, has come out in the last, like I said, 20 to 30 minutes, thought it would be good to have Vinny on to give us a little clarity of what's going on. So if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, the Raiders uh, have hired Offensive coordinator Scott Turner, who was with the Commanders, he was the offensive coordinator of the Commanders, and he's the son of North Turner, uh, to the add to Josh McDaniel's staff with an elevated pass game role. But what does that actually mean? We don't know. And I know that if you go back and look at the numbers for what Washington's done as an offensive staff the last three seasons, has not been hot. It has not been good. The numbers have not looked great. But the one thing I do know about Scott Turner is that he's a sharp offensive mind. And again, the son of North Turner, and we all know North Turner, really good, longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL. Head coach, he wasn't so great, but he was a really good uh, NFL offensive coordinator. So Scott Turner comes from some good genes. He has, like I said, a sharp offensive mind, a sharp NFL IQ, football IQ. So I really want to ask Vinny what all this means. What kind of addition to Coach McDaniel's uh, scheme and, and staff is Scott Turner? So that's one of the things that we'll ask him about. Also, Adam Schefter just tweeted out just a few minutes ago that the Raiders already have granted uh, quarterback Derek Carr permission to speak with other teams interested in trading for him that have also agreed to compensation with Las Vegas. It's the same arrangement the Texans had with the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, last offseason. So there's that. So possibly, could a trade heat up in the next few days? Maybe. You know, can we find out some news about a trade? Maybe. I know that, you know, I feel like we're going to find out some news one way or the other uh, in the next few days anyway. Uh, either they, they come up with a trade or they're, uh, they're just flat-out release them. I think that that's bound to happen in the next few days. I actually believe that when we're in uh, Arizona next week covering Super Bowl 57, that something will happen then. But maybe, you know, with uh, Dave Ziegler being in, in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, as we talk about all the time, a lot of negotiations start taking place at the Senior Bowl, and a lot of uh, agreements are, are met even though they can't technically have any agreements made as of right now since – you know, the new league year does not start till March 15th. So uh, interesting. But we'll ask Vinny about both of those uh, latest little news that came rolling out. Of course, Derek Carr and the whole trade market and the Raiders giving permission. And then also former commander's offensive coordinator Scott Turner joining Josh McDaniel's staff 
with the Raiders with an elevated pass game role is what it's called. So what exactly does that mean? Well, Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 2.10, kicking us off on the opening drive to answer those questions. At 2.30, Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com, she's actually going to join the show just to talk about the Raiders' offseason and uh, what she's expecting or what she's looking for in the offseason. So uh, back-to-back folks from the RJ, Cassie uh, is fantastic. You know, she's always on top of her A game. So uh, we'll, we'll get her thoughts on, you know, the, the Pro Bowl happening here in Las Vegas, everything going on in Las Vegas. But also we'll talk to her about the Raiders and what she expects to see them do this offseason. At 315, Mark Ross, longtime executive, longtime scout. Uh, he's got two Super Bowl rings that he earned with the New York Giants uh, as he was a part of their front office. Uh, he is now the executive vice president of personnel for the uh, XFL. So uh, we're going to talk to him about the XFL as it's going to launch as soon as the, the NFL season is over. Once the Super Bowl is wrapped up, it's going to launch. Of course, we have a team right here in Las Vegas in the Vegas Vipers led by head coach Rod Woodson. So we'll talk to him about that. He'll actually be in studio. He'll be there with DeMond in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, so that's going to be fun. Uh, Mark is actually kind of going through the the car wash that we like to call it there at uh, Lotus Broadcasting and the Las Vegas Sports Network. So he's going to talk to us at 3.15, and then as soon as he's done with us, he's going to shoot over to our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and hop on with Cofield and company. So that'll be fun, and we actually had, had planned at first to have XFL players, probably four or five of the players, come into the studio and uh, you know just talk to us about the experience, talk to us about their expectations and all that, but they practice in Dallas, and then they have to come back for their games. Well, the problem is they couldn't get out of Dallas on time because of the weather in, in Dallas. So that's what stopped that from happening. So we'll have that happen sooner rather than later. We'll get a handful of the players from the Vegas Vipers team to actually come into our studio, hang out with us, and just talk about everything going on. So obviously that's not going to happen today because they couldn't get out of Dallas. But Mark Ross, XFL Executive VP, he will join us in studio, and that will be about 3.15. At 3.30... Mick Akers, also from the RJ. It's the RJ day today, I just realized. It's the RJ day today on Unnecessary Roughness. He's going to join us to talk about a new sponsorship and a new partnership that the Raiders have. And, you know, it's funny. I like to always be able to be as informative as possible and give you as much uh, hard-hitting information and, and, and knowledge so you know all the ins and outs that's going on with the Raiders. Well, today we found out that Boyd Gaming is the official and exclusive local casino of the Las Vegas Raiders and Allegiant Stadium. So there's a bunch of different details that go into that. Uh, they'll receive prominent signage and brand placement at the stadium, uh, including rebranding the west side of the stadium's upper deck with brands of Boyd and its Southern Nevada casinos. So there's that. Uh, they're a presenting partner of uh, one Raiders home game each year. Uh, an in-season radio show will be presented by Boyd. And I don't, as a radio guy, I don't even really kind of know what that means. But that's okay. Right? I mean, again, we don't have to know everything, but Mick Akers, who's our guy, he's Johnny on the spot. He's always on top of everything that is business-related. He's going to hop on. He'll talk about what this new partnership means. I'll say this, Damon. Uh, San Sandra Douglas Morgan, when she was hired as the, the president of the Raiders, and we all knew she came from the gaming community, and she was very high up, and we all said that she's way too smart and too qualified for this role, but we knew that her relationships in town and her relationships with the gaming community was going to pay off in a major way. I think this is one of the payoffs right here, as Boyd Gaming named the official exclusive local casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders and Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I'm looking at the press release now, and you mentioned radio show, a weekly radio show. Do, do they have a host yet? <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking. I thought that's where you were going with it. 
But yes, obviously, President Sandra Douglas Morgan. Also, yes, with the ties that she has, as you mentioned, paying dividends for the Raiders almost immediately after the hire, not less than a, a year on the job, and they already have a gaming sponsorship with Boyd. Exactly. So I, I'm interested to see what that all means. You know, what all does that detail? Is that going to be, you know, uh, you know, some gaming kiosk in the stadium? Does that mean that there's good? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to speculate, just throw out a bunch of ideas because I, I really have no idea exactly what goes into it. But Mick Eggers will join us. Also, the A's, those Oakland A's, those pesky Oakland A's are still trying to find their way to Vegas. Apparently, they're uh, in town or they've got officials in town meeting with other officials in town trying to come up with a stadium. And apparently, there's a there's a, a billion dollar stadium possibility. You know that could uh, could come to fruition at some point uh, on the north end of the strip. So uh, we'll talk to Mick about that as well. When it comes to the business side of of everything in town, Mick is uh, like I said, Johnny on the spot. So it'll be a fun conversation to talk with him at three thirty. Then at four o'clock, our good friend Amber Theo Harris, Sirius XM, and the Silver and Black Show uh, with the Raiders. She's in town right now with Westwood One. She's in town with the Raiders. She's in town with Sirius XM. I mean, she's doing a little bit of everything. Actually, she's doing a lot of bit of everything, and she's been hanging out with all the Pro Bowlers, uh, of course, over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. She's been interviewing a lot of uh, Pro Bowlers, so we'll talk about that. Of course, we have to talk about the quarterback position. Got to talk about what she thinks. I mean, she's been very adamant about going and getting a, an elite quarterback and that the Raiders, if they want to be able to compete for years, they're going to need an elite quarterback uh, at that position. So we'll talk to her about the quarterback. We'll talk to her about you know the defense, building the whole roster up, the work that Dave Ziegler's got in front of him because he does have a lot of work in front of him. We'll do all that coming up at 4 o'clock with Amber Theo Harris. So that's the guest that we have coming up for sure. You never know. We might have another one pop on out of nowhere. <laughs> but uh, this is how we roll. Like I said, we like to keep our head on a swivel. So Vinny Bonsignor in just a few minutes kicking us off with the opening drive. Cassie Soto at 2.30. Mark, Mark Ross at 3.15. Mick Akers at 3.30. And Amber Theo Harris will close things out with us at 4 o'clock. The question that I did want to throw out there before we get into the opening drive with Vinny Bonsignor, and it's funny, I actually got this tweet, and it's funny, great things minds think alike, or at least I say that when people agree with me. Uh, my man Eric, he hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, bro, I think it'd be fun to have a pod where people call in and give their wildest, most out of their theories uh, about what's going to happen this offseason. Might make, make for some good laughs. So basically, you know, there's so many people that have so many ideas of what they believe the offseason should look like or they want the offseason to look like. That was basically the gist of his idea. So I kind of already was on that page, and I uh, had already written down on our run sheet, what does the ideal offseason look like for the Raiders in your eyes? Right, I've thrown out a couple of suggestions myself. Some people like it, some people hate it, and that's okay. You know, this, this show that everyone doesn't always have to agree. We try to stay respectful, but we don't always have to agree. So I ask you, Raider Nation, would love to hear from you on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. What does the ideal offseason look like for the Raiders in your eyes? If you're getting that GM hat on, if you're sitting next to Dave Ziegler and you're working out a plan, what does the offseason plan look like for you? I don't know the plan. I have my own theories, and I know you have yours. So hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r You can give us a call, but not just yet, because we're going to jump into the opening drive and be joined by Vinny Bonsignor. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. 
So speaking of Johnny on the spot, our guy Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines. Vinny, thanks so much for your time, my man. I appreciate you. I know you were on the show yesterday, but man, uh, when news breaks, I got I to gotta hit up the, the guy that I know has a better answer than I do. And first piece of news that rolled out, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted, former commander's offensive coordinator Scott Turner is set to join Josh McDaniel's staff with the Raiders with the elevated pass game role. And he said a key hire in Las Vegas. And I know Scott Turner's offenses hasn't been so hot the last few seasons there in D.C. There's plenty of reasons for that, I'm sure. But what, what does that actually mean as far as Joshua Daniel's staff? What is Scott Turner supposed to be doing? Yeah, and I, I think that's it's you know uh, it's it's always beneficial, and I've seen this first half. I remember when Zach uh, Taylor was hired by um, Sean McVay his first year in Los Angeles as the I want to say it was the assistant wide receivers coach. <laughs> All right, so um, and he had been an offensive coordinator previously in Miami and then University of Cincinnati. And I remember asking Sean, I was like, this guy seems a little overqualified for this job. He's like, oh yeah, he's going to be a head coach. Watch pretty soon. So um, anytime you can get you know uh, sound football minds into your building to assist in any sort of way, another set of eyes, another way of looking at things, I think he's going to have a very defined role uh, in terms of the passing game, kind of overseeing it. We know that he's it's Norv Turner's son, so what does that tell you? The right. vertical passing game is a huge part of what Norv Turner wanted to do and always was all about. And I would suspect that Josh is, is looking to bring in some more of that thinking uh, in terms of the deep ball and trying to figure out ways to, to unlock that a little bit more. You and I have talked about this. I think the Raiders need a little bit more speed uh, offensively. Yeah. I felt like that was a bit of a glaring um, you know, uh, something that they didn't have, have last year. So, hey, it's another set of eyes, another way of looking at things, maybe adding something that maybe Josh McDaniels and the current staff wasn't seeing it quite that way. Um, and so, to me, it's always beneficial to bring in good football minds uh, at whatever, you know, level and, and whatever the, the role might be. But I do think there will be a, a specific role for him here. Let me ask you this. Would he be a guy that you expect would be sitting up in the booth and kind of just overseeing and seeing, surveying the whole field and, and then kind of radio down to what he's seen? Yeah, definitely. And, and also during the week, you know, um, that's where it really kind of comes together. But, but, I, but I do think that, you know, installing stuff and yeah. then having, you know, those types of plays – um, you know, and just sort of coordinating the passing game. Maybe that w- it will become his role. Maybe he will literally be the passing game uh, coordinator. And, and that's on a week-to-week basis, you know, putting together what he believes and what Josh McDaniels and, and, uh, and Mick Lombardi believe uh, are, are the best group of, you know, passing play calls to fit that particular opponent. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can catch Vinny in the morning on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And all of Vinny's work is in the RJ. Does a fantastic job. My man, Demon Cotton, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, has a couple questions for you. Yeah, Vinny, when it comes to someone leaving a job, it's always whether they're traded or they're testing free agency, why doesn't his old team want him? So do we know about what happened with the Washington Commanders where they're comfortable letting their offensive coordinator go? Yeah, I think what, it, what, what seemed to be happening uh, toward the end of that tenure was, um, I, think, I think it sounded like Scott uh, was more, you know, about the vertical passing game and, and kind of, you know, uh, building an offense around that, whereas uh, Ron Rivera was more of a power run game kind of a guy. And so it seemed like there was a little bit of a divide and, and just in, in doing a little bit of homework on it. Um, you know, just over the last hour or so, it kind of felt like that spilled over a little bit into their identity and maybe week to week and sometimes even during the game where there was a little bit of a, 
Yeah, these are two guys that respect the heck out of each other. I mean, he was an assistant with with Ron Rivera, I, don't, I want to say, for seven years. Uh, but I think it just, by the time it kind of came down to it last year, things weren't quite working, and there was a different set of philosophies, and it sort of, you know, uh, like I said, spilled over into games where, all right, players are even thinking, what is our identity? What are we trying to do here? What are we trying to accomplish? Because it, it seemed like there was a little bit of a dot, divide between the head coach and the offensive coordinator. So uh, at the end of the season, you know, Ron Rivera decided that he was going to go in a different direction, and, uh, and that's why they, they, they fired Scott. And I know you probably don't have an answer for this as of right now, but do you ever see a scenario where Josh McDaniels maybe relinquishes play calling duties, maybe whether it be to Mick Lombardi or to Scott Turner? I mean, it's always a possibility, but I don't see that happening uh, anytime, anytime soon. And I've, I'm always a proponent. What, are you, what is it that you bring to the table? What is it that you do best? And why uh, give somebody else that when that's your forte? And we see it with Andy Reid. We see it with, you know, Sean McVay. And, you know, you can go on and on about, you know, with, with some of these head coaches that call uh, the plays offensively. Sean Payton is going to call the plays uh, in, in Denver. So uh, I could see it possibly happening, but I don't think anytime soon. Vinny, uh, not Vinny, uh, Damon, I think you'll be happy to know, I don't know if you already know this knowledge, but uh, Scott Turner is a UNLV alum. Oh, yeah, right? I was already talking about it with some uh, with Danny and Chris here in oh. the building. <laughs> Look, I was all you cared about, right? He had a little bit of UNLV ties. You were good to go. Bringing him back to the city. <laughs> all right. Mountain West legend. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure I threw that out there. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, Vinny, I want to shift our attention. We've been talking a lot about the quarterback position and a possible trade for Derek Carr, who, to his credit, showed up and showed out at the, uh, you know, at the Pro Bowl uh, little sessions and the, the skills challenges that he was a part of yesterday. I thought that was awesome. Good for him. Uh, Adam Schefter put this out. The Raiders already have granted quarterback Derek Carr permission to speak with other teams interested in training for him that have also agreed to compensation with the Raiders. It's the same arrangement the Texans had with quarterback Deshaun Watson last offseason. Vinny Bonsignor, what is your translation of that? Yeah, um, no, that that is the case. And um you know, uh, you know, based on on, you know, on what I'm hearing, um, you know, uh, in in NFL circles, I do think that there's a team that's 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 um, at least one that's made uh, you know an offer. You know, uh, it might not be the best offer in the world, but I think it yeah. would be a doable offer. I think the Raiders would sign off on it, um, and he has been given permission to talk to that team, um, and, and and so that so when when we talk about permission. It's two different things. From the Raiders' perspective, we're not going to give you permission to talk to everybody, right. but we're going to give you permission when there's a, uh, a, a trade, a you know, serious interest from a team that's made, in, made an offer. Now you can go talk to that team and see if it works for you or if it works or if it doesn't. You know, and he's got the no-trade clause, and he can control that um, you know, uh, on, on his end. But what they're not going to do is say, okay, now you can talk to anybody you want. Because ultimately what would happen in that situation, they fear, is, um, okay, so we'll talk to this team that's already showing interest in, in Derek, let's just say, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then let's just say, just for argument's sake, because this is a strong possibility, the team that's interested in Derek Carr says, um, we like you, uh, but we're, we're not quite feeling the current contract. So we're going to have to talk about renegotiating uh, that contract. And this is what we're thinking in terms of the compensation. All right. Now, Derek and, and his agent get that information from that team. And, and, if, and if Dave Ziegler and the Raiders gave Derek Carr, you know, um, the freedom to go to go talk to anybody, 
Now he could just go to any other team that he thinks might be interested in Derek Carr and say, hey, look, to try to get something better from that team in terms of the contract. And then you're just in this, and then who knows what could happen from that point on because that team can say, yeah, we would do better, but we're not going to trade for you. Let's agree on a, on, a, on a contract. And then February 16th, after they cut you, let's go ahead and firm that contract up, cut the Raiders right out of it. So you have to understand from the Raiders' perspective, that's what they don't want. You know, they don't want to be left out um, uh, on, on the cold uh, on this. So it's, it's their, their idea of permission is you could talk to the teams that are genuinely showing interest and have given us an offer, and now it's, the ball is in your court. You decide whether that's what you, know, what you want to do or not, but they're not going to let them talk to just anybody. So the key words right there are they've granted permission to speak with other teams interested in trading for him that have also agreed to compensation. Raider Nation, those are the key words that have also agreed to compensation. So, Vinny, does that mean that these are teams that Derek would be interested in, or does this mean that now he has an opportunity to see if he would be interested in them? Well, that, that, that would be on him. And um, so, you know, uh, I, I, look, I was told last night um, by, by, an, by, by uh, an NFL general manager, look, there is a team that's, that's made an offer, okay? And, 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 and they feel like it's an agreeable, that, that, that it's a place that Derek Carr should be agreeable to. Um, I don't know who that, te- who that team is. We could all try to play the, play the guessing game. Um, and, and, and I will say this, too. Uh, the, the, the general manager that I talked to, um, and for, this has been the case all throughout from, from, from this general manager, which was he, his almost like if I was advising Derek Carr, I would say take the deal because you're going to get close, if not the entire contract that you're currently under. Um, so why not go ahead and take that rather than going out on the open market where you probably will get less. And it wasn't just might get lot less, it probably would get less in his estimation. Right. And then, you know, this guy talks to other, other teams and has a pretty good sense of things. So, so if you're Derek Carr and there is a team showing interest and, there's, and, and in, in addition to that interest, uh, they're giving you um, close to what you're on the books to make, three years, $121 million. In that general manager's estimation, it would be in, the, it would be in Carr's best interest to go ahead and accept that trade. It's a place where you would like to go play. Uh, the money will be, you know, uh, cl- uh, better than what you would get on the open market. So, uh, but that's a, that's a decision that Derek Carr has to make. That's a decision that his agent has to, have to make. You know, and it feels like from their perspective, uh, they want to be able to just go out there and see what's truly out there and go talk, be able to talk to every uh, other team. Now, um, they may just find out when they, and according to this, you know, a source that I've been talking to, when, when that does happen, if that does happen, you know, I'm not going to say they would be in for a rude awakening, but they could be, you know, and, and it could be considerably less than what he's currently, uh, you know, under contract for that they would be looking at. So there's some risk involved for Derek Carr uh, and his agent if they just force the issue and say, we'd rather just go talk to teams as a free agent, which he'd be eligible to do the minute he gets, you know, released by the Raiders, because it's not like he has to wait until March to negotiate right. a new contract. He could do it immediately, but it comes for with some risk. Because there's not a lot of whole a whole lot of people out there that think he's going to get close to what he's making right now. So, Vinny, when it comes to permission to seek a trade, we've all been hearing about hey that that deadline extension of three days after the Super Bowl that that's when his contract becomes guaranteed for the Raiders. So, how does that work out? Even if he does find a trade partner within the next two weeks. Well, um, you, you're talking about inter- how, how would that? Here's what working to like happen. the new the new league year. 
yeah, here's what would have to happen. Um, you know, first of all, you know, the Raiders, it, it, um, and, and I, I kind of think that, you know, this conversation has already happened, but, but you know, so uh, I'm not 1,000% sure, but I'm pretty sure that the Raiders have already told Carr about a team that's interested um, and have given him permission, you know, to, to, to speak to that team. Um, and, and now the ball would be in Derek Carr's uh, court in that scenario. Let's say in the next, you know, 48 hours, uh, uh, Derek Carr and his agent do talk to that team and, and feel good about it and decide like, okay, yeah, we, we, this is a place that we would like to be. The next step would be Derek Carr and his, and they, and they, you know, the, the, so the trade, uh, is agreed upon in principle. Now to bring up your, um, you know, part of it, which is, they can't consummate it until March 15th when the new league year starts. That's by rule. So the Raiders are sitting back saying, okay, uh, now we have to wait a month for everything to finally go through. Right. But what if in that month the other team gets cold feet, right, and, and backs out of the deal? Or what if Derek Carr changes his mind? I'm not saying any of these things would happen, but you have to account for that possibility. And if those, either one of those two scenarios were to happen – then obviously the February 15th deadline has already passed. The guarantee has kicked in. It was just a matter of who was going to pay it, the Raiders or the team that's traded for him. If there's no longer a team that's trading for him or Derek Carr has now waived, reneged on it and waived his, or not waived his no trade clause, then the Raiders are on the books or are on the hook for that $45.5 million. So what they would have to get Derek Carr to agree to do is extend the deadline. Uh, to March 16th or so to cover that period of time so that by the, t- by the time the new league year starts and they can officially consummate that deal, they, they're able to do that. If between then, between February 15th and, and March 16th, somebody reneged or, or Derek Carr got cold feet, whatever the case might be, then they could just release him just as they would have on February 15th or before, on or before February 15th. They could do the same thing on or before March 16th and not have to pay the $40 million. And if everyone agrees to you know a trade or whatever like that, the pushing the date back to March 15th or March 16th shouldn't matter if everybody agrees, right? I mean, that, it shouldn't matter in principle, but I get it. Uh, shouldn't, wouldn't, could Exactly. You know, all that stuff. So, oh, man. It's, it's, it's interesting, Vinny. It's very interesting. Basically, what you're telling us is don't take a nap. Don't walk away from your phone. Don't walk away from the TV because some news could be breaking in any time between now and who knows. By the time we're driving to Arizona to head to Super Bowl 57, news can happen in the middle of the desert. I mean, it, 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 can, it can change quick, fast, and hurry is what you're telling us. You not only can it happen, it probably will. <laughs> exactly. Just, just just imagine the worst possible t- minute that you can get that news. That's when it's going to happen because that's how it always works. It's exactly right. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing. It will happen at that very moment. Well, Vinny, thanks so much for hopping on in, uh, in sh- very short notice, man. I do appreciate you. Great insight as always. What do you got shaking on uh, the RJ that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, well, just uh, finished up something on uh, on Scott Turner being added to the staff, and uh, of course, as you just uh, you know uh, so eloquently mentioned, there's a lot going on with Derek Carr, and uh, things are happening uh, as we speak. So I'm staying on top of that as well. All right, well, great stuff, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as always, brother. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. You too, man. Take care, guys. All right, there he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, man. Johnny on the spot. Just hopped on the phone out of nowhere. Uh, great insight right there just to kind of break down the, the last few uh, pieces of news and notes that we found out about the Raiders. Uh, a hiring of uh, Scott Turner to be in, uh, in a, a part of the Josh McDaniels offensive 
coaching staff and then Derek Carr's agent able to speak to teams that have agreed upon the compensation. Not just any team, but teams that have agreed on compensation for quarterback Derek Carr. What a way to get us started. Woo! Talk about coming out on fire. That's what we are. 227 is the time. Coming up next, Cassie Soto, our great friend from VegasNation.com. She'll join the show to talk about the offseason. It's Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 2.31 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio, and today is the Las Vegas Review-Journal Day on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're going to go and roll everyone that works at the RJ out through the show today. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about a car wash. I'm going to send everyone through the car wash. We just have Vinny Bonsignor on, kind of breaking down the little latest news that have come out covering the silver and black. And now we're joined on the phone lines by our good friend Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com and the RJ at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter. And Cassie, thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate you as always. It's been a minute this, since we had you on. Um, what have you thought so far of this uh, off season for the Raiders as uh, they seem to stay always in the news. Man, I, I'm trying to enjoy the offseason myself here, but it's like you just got to have your head on a swivel at this point. <laughs> and to be honest with you, like, I genuinely dislike this time of year because I'm like, I'm thinking I can, you know, put my feet up, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, I can get off early this day. I'm going to go do this and maybe spoil myself, get my nails done, do this. Hey, a little TLC for Kathy and boom, something happens. And, you know, it, it's just the way the season is. And, you know, it is, is exciting, and of course right now we're, we're keeping all everybody's eyes are on Derek Carr now more than ever they were these last couple of weeks, and yeah, it's just a busy time, Q. I do not have to tell you how busy this time of year is. No, I always say being busy is a good thing, but it, it stays busy. Like, you think the off season is going to be a time where you can let your hair down. Nope, not at all. Tighten it up. Put it in a bun. Do yeah. what you got to do. <laughs> it's going, it's it's in a, going it's down. In a top bun. It's in a top <laughs> bun right now. You know, I got the glasses. I got, like, this crummy t-shirt on you know that's where we're at that's yes. where we're at here I'm not mad at you at all. Cassie Soto is our guest right now from Home Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the Pro Bowl's in town, which adds more element to this. And, of course, Derek Carr is a Pro Bowler. He showed up. He showed out at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. What did you just think of the overall product that was the Pro Bowl, Those uh, the performance, the, the passing drills, and all the skills challenges that they had, and also just what Derek Carr did? Well, you talk about uh, having the whole RJ team. After seeing the Raiders dodgeball uh, efforts or lack thereof, I feel like the RJ team, we, like we'd stand a chance maybe here. <laughs> you know, I, I won't be making the same hop that Max is making, but you know, we can, we can, I feel like Sam Gordon would be like low key sneaky, you know, I oh, feel yeah. like he could represent for us, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> Sam could be the guy. No doubt. I, I want Sam on my team regardless. I don't care what we're playing. I definitely yeah, want Sam, Sam on my squad. <laughs> Sam Gordon would be the ace for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go out there uh, yesterday. I will be at the game on Sunday. Um, and, yeah, I think, again, it's just a really cool opportunity, obviously, for the city of Las Vegas to be able to host this, to showcase, uh, you know, the city and how big of a sports town it's become. And, obviously, yeah, the, the, the NFL and, and their so-called scripts, you know, <laughs> adding, in, uh, adding in Derek Carr at la- the last second for the Pro Bowl. And, uh, yeah, him going off with the precision passing is the correct yep. 
yep. event, right? Yeah. yeah and, yep. You know, him, him, I don't know. I just, I just think it's for like, this is where I'm coming from. I feel like it's maybe like, um, like the revenge tour, you know, like yeah. when you, you get broken up with and you're like, man, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to, you know, get my hair done. I'm going to look different. And he just came back like fresh, like, look at me, like, look at me. You're missing me, aren't you? Kind of thing. <laughs> so, so I think that, uh, yeah, this is, uh, he, he went out and he showed off, you know, Las Vegas one last time. And again, on Sunday, I think it will be a pretty cool opportunity regardless of, you know, obviously how, how you feel about Derek Carr to be able to have, um, for him to have that opportunity to, to kind of walk off into the sunset at Allegiant Stadium, I think will be pretty cool for him. I do too. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, his, his his passing skills test that he did and everything that he did and helped the AFC side, I thought that was great. I mean, I really did. And, and, and good for him to be able to go and, and do that and have that moment. Uh, Cassie Soto is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So as you look at the quarterback position, Cassie, obviously that's the, the hot topic uh, when you talk about the Raiders. What direction do you think uh, the Raiders should go, and what direction do you think is best for the Raiders to go moving forward at that quarterback position? Oh man, uh, <laughs> it's like I, I I feel like your answer can change every day. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's just the, the wheel keeps turning. And now, obviously, I know you just had Vinny on talking about this um, passing game official title passing game coordinator um, that uh, that they just hired a former UNLV guy as yep. well, so that's nice. Bringing some UNLV, look some local back talent here, um, and Scott Turner. I mean, I don't know. I I think I'm at this point. I feel like I kind of like the route, and I know the the trading up and all of this. I mean, I think you give Jarrett Stidham a chance. Okay. At this point, that's where I'm going. I'm leaning the Jarrett Stidham way. Um, obviously, his relationship with Josh McDaniels. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the big name now that Tom Brady is gone, of course. But I don't know just the drama that he brings. You know, is that going to go well? And you do have to think about that, right, at the end of the day. Obviously, he's going to have Devontae Adams here. So maybe Devontae could be like, hey, man, you don't have to do that here. You know, everybody's cool. You don't got to put the front up. Right. Um, But I like the Jared Stidham and maybe drafting a QB route, I think, is where I'm leaning more towards, too, just – you know, the development, because when's the last time, obviously with Derek Carr, but to be able to develop, you know, another franchise guy that can hopefully take this team to the promised land um, it's sooner rather than later. So if you have Jared Stidham in the mix like you're talking about, and, and you know, he, it's a two-game sample size that we saw, so I like what I saw, but I also am cautious because I don't want it to, you know, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and say, no, you know, sure. let's let's just get, uh, you know, crazy because he did well in two games. So would you be comfortable going to camp and having, say, Jared Stidham and maybe a rookie battle it out? Yeah, absolutely. Why, I mean, th- you could have a veteran and a Jared Stidham be battling it out. Whoever's going to you know, come up to work and show out every day is going to be the one that wins the job, right? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, I think the, the more battle-tested that they are against their own teammates, like, you want to encourage that. So, absolutely, I feel like that could be a very viable option. There you go. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She's with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness, DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, you mentioned earlier about how the Review Journal dodgeball team would do. But what is a backyard or a childhood game that you think that if they had a medium members participate, you'd smoke everybody in? Ooh, I got a good one. Potato sack race. <laughs> what? Yes. That was your that's your go-to? That's Cassie's. You, don't know, you oh. don't know how many 
Soto family Easter potato sack races. I have, oh, wow. I have, you know, championed. So, wow. Yeah. Where's Los at? I need, where's Los at? Come on, Los. Come on. Cassie's got to be able to be an expert in something besides potato sack racing. All right, Q, what about you? Okay. You said you had something. The, no, I do. The egg, the egg, the spoon on the egg holding. That's precision. That's, that's you know, that's quick feet, quick feet you know, balance. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was hard. Okay. All right. I got- these, dudes, these dudes couldn't catch a freaking water balloon yesterday. Come on. You could? <laughs> you got her mad. Why you got her? You got her mad, Demond. <laughs> gentle, gentle hands. You know. Yeah, Just that's true. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta. No, when you catch a water balloon, though, you've gotta, you've gotta bring it in, right? You can't just catch it with hard hands. You gotta, you gotta bring it in. You gotta caress it, Demond. It's, it's yeah, serious. I mean, seriously. Guys were like clapping it. Like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't no. clap it because it, yeah, you can't do that. Okay, I got a good one, and I, t- okay. I know we totally got off track here, but mm-hmm. uh, I got a good one. Uh, I used to play pickle all the time. You remember old school pickle, Cassie? You remember pickle? You probably didn't play pickle. You know pickle? Pickle ball? No, no, it was pickle where where it was like we used to call it rundown too, where you try to steal bases. And I thought I was Ricky Henderson, so I was really good at that game. Pickle was my game, or, or rundown, whatever, where guys are throwing the ball back and forth to each other, and then you have to steal the base and you got to get there. That was my that was my A game in the backyard, man. Pickle, rundown, whatever you want to call it, that was mine. I, that's that's what you do, Demon. Uh, my, yeah, because I don't know pickle either. But if it was just, do like you know a what drink- rundown? You know rundown, right? I'm look. I had to Google it. I see what you're talking about, man. Because you're a youngster, man. Y'all didn't even go outside when you were. You probably don't even know what the backyard looked like. This when isn't. You were a kid. I don't know if this counts, but musical chairs. I'm telling oh, you, geez. yo, you get me going. I'm too quick, man. That's like that's where the lateral ability, oh, the side to side movement. You know, oh man, musical you're a chairs. Chair flipper. You're a chair flipper, though, aren't you? You pull the chair in when it's just you and one last person. Oh yeah, I'm a cheater. Yes, of course. It. I know wow, it. Wow. <laughs> but that's knowing the tricks of the trade. You know, that's just being a gamer. You guys have no athletic ability whatsoever. You guys are doing. Well, I don't want to hear about cheating because I saw this video that was all over <laughs> about. Uh... So if you're not cheating, you're trying. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right. That, here? Hey, look, that was wheelchair. That was wheelchair races. That was my first experience <laughs> in a wheelchair. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so I don't want to hear nothing about, you know, you shunning cheaters here. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Go <laughs> go ahead, Damon. All right, back to the Raiders in their offseason. When it comes to that number seven pick, you mentioned about, hey, if they do draft a quarterback, but in your opinion, do you think they should take a quarterback or the best player available at that number seven pick? What Whatever they've done the last couple of years, do the opposite. Mm. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, you're um, not wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, again, you know, these are like, yeah, the million-dollar questions. I think, yeah, because once you draft for – help me here with the thank you – drafting for, for need, right? And yeah, yeah, necessity, yeah. Right, you know? Right, yeah. And then you're so locked in, and obviously these guys have board after big board after big board. But, you know, if you lose the guy that you were really targeting for that you said, I need this guy, at that point you do have to maneuver. So – I don't know. This is why I'm not in these rooms, because I'm so indecisive about these kinds of things. But, I mean, they've obviously got some time here with Patrick Graham being at the Senior Bowl. That was a huge help. Also, I've seen some videos coming out of there, him being right up front and center with these players. So that is huge, a huge head start for this team to be able to say, hey, maybe we weren't looking at X, Y, and Z player, but, man, they are talented, and this could definitely be somebody that could bolster this team immediately. 
All right, Cassie, before we let you go, I did want to ask you a question about another team, and that's the Denver Broncos. Obviously, uh, Bronco mom, your mom, she's a, she's a big Bronco fan. Sean Payton is now the head coach there with Russell Wilson. What was her thoughts? What were your thoughts when you saw that? I got a guess who we got kind of like message <laughs> from her. Wow. Yeah, so I know, I know. I mean, um, I guess I got to buy her some visors now. You know, it is, but no, she's excited. I mean, we'll see what, uh, what happens here and with the, with the Broncos, see if they can turn things around there with Russell Wilson. But yeah, Sean Payton, he is, he's the guy. So happy, happy for Bronco mama. Right. Well, how, how, how uh, competitive now do you think that that's going to make the the Broncos and even more, how competitive do you think that's going to make the AFC West where we thought last off season, this was going to be the most competitive, competitive division. It wasn't, but we thought it was going to be how much more competitive do you think it'll be now with the addition of Peyton? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just the pure knowledge that he brings and obviously we've seen him recreate success for so long in new Orleans. So yeah, I think, uh, the, just the overall level, again, it's like you don't want to get lost in the shuffle here, right? The Raiders don't want to be in last place. They don't want to be coming right. up in third place. So, yeah, the, once the, the overall level, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the curve. Like, in, remember back in school when you'd have the curve, like when everybody's getting a little bit better, so that curve yeah, the percentages yeah. are a little bit higher, you know, yep. so everybody's like, oh, this guy's at 100%, so he brings everybody up. Right. I feel like now, obviously, you've got the Chiefs right there, the 100 percenters all the time. So now they're bringing up the talent level and um, the obviously adding some, you know, big name, obviously coach, you know, you've got Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens here at the Raiders and their quarterback situation. So everybody else has to just fill in the rest of that gap, the rest of that bubble there to be able to, to have success of their own. And yeah, I think it's, it's huge for the AFC West. And again, another conference. And at the beginning of the season, we're going to be talking about like, man, this, this, this division could be, could be uh, one to definitely look at. No doubt, no doubt. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com, on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. What do you got coming out on VegasNation.com that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I'll be myself, Adam Hill, Vinny Bonsignor. Everybody will be at the game on Sunday. Uh, personally, I want to go around uh, during the game and uh, talk to some Raiders fans. So if you're out there, you know, keep an eye out for me. I just want to hear from fans, you know, one opportunity, one final opportunity to see Derek Carr um, as a Raider and just get their thoughts and, a, and then maybe a farewell message, if you could, to Derek Carr. So if you see me running around Allegiant Stadium with a camera, grab me and tell me you want to hop on and, and talk about that with me. Well, I'll tell you right now, just when Wendy is on her way, she let me know she's making her way. She was in Bakersfield a little while ago. She's headed this way to the 702, so look out for just when Wendy. I'm sure she'll have some great messages she would love to pass along for one Derek Carr. Awesome. Can't wait. Thank you, Cassie. Appreciate you as Thanks. always. All right, see ya. There she goes. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com, at underscore Cassie Soto, uh, part of the RJ, the Review Journal. And like I said, today is Review Journal Day. It's like bring the Review Journal to work with you today. That's what we did. And so many thanks to Cassie, many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor. And just when Wendy did message and said, hey, Q, text you for your show. I'm getting back in my car. Kane's Chicken in Bakersfield, driving to Vegas. I love the Pro Bowl skill challenge yesterday. My note is that these guys already played their butts off all season and got voted Pro Bowl. They should be able to just have fun with a bunch of friends. I'm glad to see it. The longest drive, the three dodgeball rounds, etc. You get to know some players' personalities that you would never see. Lyman catcher numerous balls, and I love it. Also, so glad to see Derek get closure in the Henderson facility, and it'll give Raider fans some closure to see him on Sunday. Have a great time in Arizona. Handcuff your backpack to your wrist, as she realizes what happened to my backpack a year ago 
in L.A. That's from Just Win. Wendy, drive safe. We definitely appreciate you, and good stuff right there. Uh, good messages to pass along, and I agree with you 100% with the Pro Bowl. Let your hair down, relax, and just have a good time. You done worked your tail off all year long, man. You ain't got to go out there and hit nobody with no pads and all that stuff, man. Just relax, stay safe, and have a good time. You've earned it. 2.46 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out hour number one. It's already almost the end of hour number one. What does the ideal offseason look like for the Raiders in your eyes, and what do you think of the latest news? Scott Turner added to Josh McDaniels' coaching staff. He's not the OC. Let's make that clear. I've had a lot of people tweet at me. It's like, yeah, the offense has sucked in D.C. That's not a big deal. He's not the offensive coordinator. He's just an offensive mind. He's just another offensive mind being added to the staff. What do you think about that? And also the news from Adam Schefter talking about uh, a trade, a potential trade for Derek Carr. And it sounds like, at least from the sounds of the the trade, that there's something on the table that could be cooking. He said Raiders already have granted quarterback Derek Carr permission to speak with other teams interested in training for him that have also agreed to compensation with the Raiders. It's the same arrangement the Texans have with quarterback Deshaun Watson last offseason. So chime in on any of the subjects that we threw out there, or maybe something else is uh, burning in your brain and you want to get it off. Go ahead and let us know about it. 702-365-9200. Don't be with Broke.com text line at 69187. Keyword R&R. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Should have Mark Ross, executive VP of the XFL, joining us in studio about 310, 315-ish. He'll be right there in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio with DeMond Cotton. I'm in the home studio, but we'll be talking all things XFL and what they have going for the relaunch of the XFL, of course, led by The Rock, but uh, Mark Ross is playing a major role with that, so we'll talk to him then. we got plenty of time for your calls and texts at 702-365-9200. It seems like it's a, you know, a lot of... Last-minute info Friday, right? I mean, all of a sudden, all this information starts rolling out. It's got everyone kind of hot and bothered, wondering what's going on. Is there going to be a trade for Derek Carr? Uh, Just because that now he's being allowed to talk to whatever teams have agreed to compensation with the Raiders doesn't mean that a trade's going to happen. It might be a team he doesn't like. Let's just throw Washington out there. Just say that's who it is, and I have no clue. I'm just just doing this for S's and giggles. If, If... if say it's Washington and they have conversation that the Raiders are like, yeah, that'd be great. We'll we'll trade we'll trade Derek Carr for that. And Derek says, nah, I don't want to do that. Then that's what it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, he's got all the power. He's got the no trade clause, so uh, he either has to approve something or doesn't uh, approve it. You know, the one thing I thought was very interesting about that is what Vinny had to say when we were talking to him, Demond, about the fact that a lot of people around the league don't believe that. Derek would be able to get the money that's right now owed to him on his contract. And so that may be a reason for him to say, yeah, let's do a trade because I want to get that money. Now, if the money, this compensation doesn't matter to him as far as his paycheck, then it doesn't matter. But if it does matter, and I know a lot of people say the money doesn't matter, money always matters to a certain extent. Money always matters. Yeah, and maybe maybe if it's not even to the player, but to the agent, to yeah. the to the CBA, to like the players' union, yep. where you know if that was the case, there are reason why every player that hey I want to win a championship, they're not playing for just you know five hundred thousand dollars, right? Because there's got to be some balance. You still got to pay people that work to get you those contracts as well. So for Derek Carr, like you said, if you go from forty million to twenty million, that's a big jump, and it would matter. So for him. I think that he should take whatever trades out there. Even if it's the no trade clause. Hey, if you believe in yourself and your ability, you can help. You can maybe the biggest middle finger would be I can make any team better, <laughs> not just going to a perfect situation. 
Right, no doubt. I, I will say I think he's earned the right to go to a team that he wants to. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been there, done that. He's been with the the Raiders so long, and he's gone through hell and high water trying to help them get where they need to be. So I think that you know, for him to go to a situation where, as he mentioned yesterday at the media kind of availability at the Pro Bowl, was you know, hey, uh, I want to go somewhere where they're committed to winning. Like I, I think that wherever he has that feeling from. Is, is good for him. And so I, I definitely uh, think that he should be very careful about where he chooses to go. But there's, there's some teams out there that could be in a good situation to win that he would be a good fit with, in my, uh, in my opinion. Got a bunch of texts on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Jason in Maryland, pickle is a baseball thing. If they ain't playing baseball growing up, they don't know about it. I thought everybody knew about pickle. Man, pickle, I was the pickle king. They used to get mad at me. Because like I said, Demond, you know, Ricky Henderson is my hero, and I always thought I was Ricky. Like, I swore I was Ricky. Even when I'd play baseball and i hit the ball really far, I'd stop it first just so I could steal all the bases. Like, that's how I got down, right? They'd be like, Q, you could have kept running. I was like, I could have, but I'm going to instead take two pitches and I'm going to get the third, right? You know what I mean? Like, that was, that was my mentality. I wanted to steal, 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 steal. That's all I wanted to do. Pickleball. I used to love playing that game or in the backyard or or in the front yard or in the street, and I'm sliding. I don't care if I'm on the concrete, man. I'm sliding. You ain't catching me, right? As soon as you throw that ball, boom, I'm stealing that base. And so that, I thought everybody played pickle back in the day. I guess you didn't play it, though. Well, yeah, this just sounds like simulating a rundown. It is. That's for- why it's called, yeah, pickle or rundown. But you never played it. Yeah, well, like Jason in Maryland said, if you didn't grow up playing baseball, no, I got hit in the face in the <laughs> second grade. It was in like the a, face! It was a family softball game, and I said, never again. This ain't oh, the score for me. <laughs> that is too funny. Got a text from the Five and Dime. How they not know rundown? Must be a Ricky Henderson-inspired Bay Area thing. LOL. I feel like every kid grew up playing that. I agree 100%. Uh, got a text from Ty in Missouri. I remember the pickle drill in baseball practice, but never did it outside of practice. LOL. That's funny. Mailman Raider said, Q, the best case scenario for the offseason is fixing both lines, then bringing Wade Phillips as the D.C., then snagging the fastest wide receiver who can also catch the ball, and lastly trade every pick we have for the next seven years for Joe Burrow. Boom. Lombardi Trophy, baby. Also, I was a big Red Rover kid. Let me try and break somebody's arm. Remember that game? You remember that game, Red Rover, Red Rover? I remember that one. Okay, good. Did, were you good at that one, or did you get hit in the face on that one, too? No, no, I didn't get hit in the face on that one. You know, I can't be a master at all the games, though, so. <laughs> That's funny. Raider Fish and Berkeley hit us up and said, this is Raider Fish and Berkeley. We all know that Mr. Cotton is nowhere near old enough to know anything about rundown or red light, green light, or anything that has to do with staying your ass outside until the streetlights come on. <laughs> red light, green light. <laughs> You don't know nothing about them outside games, man. Look, my mom had to yell for me to come in. Like, the streetlight came on, and I tried to act like I didn't know it was on. Right? I tried to act like I didn't see it. You know, like, boy, get, get in here. The streetlight's on. It is? <laughs> no, no, and it's the only thing that that's shedding some light on the street. I'd be like, oh, man, I got to go, guys. <laughs> Mom's calling me. But, yeah, man, you, you guys, you, you youngsters don't know nothing about that. That is too funny. Raider Fish, thanks so much for that. I definitely appreciate you. 2.57 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back with your calls, texts, and Mark Ross, XFL Executive Vice President. He'll join the show live in studio. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.